and I got Henny overflowing up my shop. Welcome to the Sports After Party podcast with me, Jezza. And Afo, we are bringing you the weekly sports conversations from across the globe. Welcome to the party. <laughs> let's get it. Let's get it. Welcome to the party, guys. We're here. Episode yes, number yes, one. Yes, yes. Afo, how you feeling, bro? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to know that it's finally happening, bro. We're getting together. We're yeah. starting the podcast and ready to talk some sports, man. Absolutely. You know what? It's been a it's been a long time coming, and I'm really excited that you know we're actually going to have this platform to to talk about the thing we love uh, yeah. and we really enjoy. Right? We like we love you know spitting breeze. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's not. I'm pretty sure that's not the uh, the phrase. It's fine. Exactly. Why not? <laughs> and uh, yeah, just having a good time talking about sports, man. Um, so you, if you guys don't know um, myself, I'm Jeremy. Um, you can call me Jez for the podcast. So you have your boy Afa with us. Yeah. Um, we both went to school with each other. Uh, you know what? How many years was that? That was like hey, seven long years time ago. Yeah, seven yeah, years yeah. together, guys. Minute, and we went to, we went to a boarding school together. Um, Afa was once in a very, very, very long time ago. Um, he could have even been a, like a, a proper sprinter, you know. On a, hey, on a Jeremy, high there's level. a lot of things I could have been. Like, there's a lot of things I was trying everything. Was trying everything. What was your what was your best best time back in the day? Oh. So I'll say the last time I ran properly, like properly, was year ten. So eleven. That was like eleven three. Say about eleven three. So then that that's that was quick for county. But in terms of nationals, you're, you're probably looking about fourth, fifth place if you if I ran the race. But okay. But yeah, again, that was without, without training, without training. But you know, without <laughs> training, <laughs> maybe it'd be a different story, bro. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. But as I said, guys, sports after party podcast. Park, oh, podcast. Uh, really looking forward to talk to you guys. Um, so today uh, we're drinking a little something, a little bit something, something a little bit strong. Yes, All right, Afro. Hey, Jez, it's um, not party unless you got the juices and, and the yak. So <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you sipping on? What are you sipping on? So look, I, I don't usually drink this, so please don't judge me. But it was Father's Day today, and <laughs> <laughs> we we had our dad over, right? And all all the strong stuff, all the liquor was was absolutely raided by him and and his cronies. So. Um, the only thing that was left was a Carlsberg, so I'm, have, I'm, very, I'm having to have a Carlsberg lad. while we have oh. this. <laughs> it's literally my, my least favourite beer, or lager, or, or pilsner, if you will. Um, but yeah, now what about you, bro? Yeah, you know me, man. I can't drink beer, man. I can't drink beer. I've never been able to, but um, I'm, I'm on the pink gin, and yeah, man. So, bro, you know, it's been a long time coming. You know, people are, people have been waiting. The streets have been talking. They've been talking. They've been talking. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, I, I haven't been on these streets for, well, ever. <laughs> ever. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> but, yo, guys, we're going to talk about sports. Uh, myself and Afo, we've known each other for, like, I don't know how many years now. A minute. We a minute. We've known each other for a long, long time. Long, you know, long we went time. to boarding school with each other for seven years. Yeah. Um, I, w- I want to say shout out St. George's, but I really don't want to as well. So <laughs> I'll leave that. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Um, just, you know, just two two guys having a good time. We're going to get yeah. other people on the podcast. We're looking um, forward to it, man. And again, we'll have the email and everything on there. So if people that want to come on, have their own little conversation, you're invited. You're invited. Like, like yeah. I said, the plan is to have a party. So welcome to the party, guys. Welcome to the party. Yo, uh, Afo, what are we talking about today? Yeah, so today we're talking about the NBA and everything that's happening there. Like, should should the players play or not play? We'll also be talking about the NFL and Colin Kaepernick potentially playing on another NFL team. Again, mm-hmm. should he play or not? 
and we're going to be talking about the controversy of the Swing Low song that's sung at every single England international game and yeah. I guess talking on our thoughts on that and then finally of course the Premier League is back baby so we'll be talking about the Premier League and our thoughts on that and yeah man how everything's going to end up I felt I cannot wait to talk about Premier I know you League. can't I know you can't wait. Can't <laughs> <laughs> uh, just so you guys know, Afo's uh, an Arsenal fan. He's a gooner. So uh, I, I got humbled. Hey Jeremy, I got humbled this weekend. I got humbled. My team humbled me. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll save that for then. We'll save mm-hmm. that for then. So bro, NBA. NBA. So yeah, man. Kyrie Irving's causing a bit of a stir, right? Yeah, like, yeah, he doesn't, yeah. doesn't want to play. He doesn't want to play, but what are your thoughts on it? Would you, do you think that Kyrie should be playing? Um, well, I think Kyrie can't play. So I think he recently had an operation on his shoulder. So he, he can't even play for the Nets. But the major... So he represents the players. I think he's the head of the NBA PA. So for the players. So he's head of like the player association um, for the players that play in the league. Um, so again, he has a lot of voice. He has a lot of influence. Um, I guess he represents the players. So rumours are that he's saying that he doesn't, he doesn't think that the NBA should be going on, that it'll be stronger, be more powerful if the players don't play um, during this period. And instead, it will show, I guess, in history, it will look strong and everything, and it'll be fantastic if, if, if they don't play. What I'm hearing that, or what I've read, is that initially he was hoping to go with the Brooklyn Nets. And because... He, um, the NBA told him that he won't be allowed to, to attend or go with the team and stay in the bubble in Disneyland or Disney World. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he's changed his perspective and he's now saying, um, yeah, we should cancel the NBA. We shouldn't do it now. So, what well, bit of controversy on that one, man. Yeah, and this is all to do with him thinking that, you know, at this moment in time, the players have real power. They have the voice at the moment because yeah. people are really interested um, and paying attention to the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, and yeah. you know what? I would actually agree with him in the sense that I think like they have the opportunity to make some real noise. And I think what we've seen, especially with the NBA, and I think LeBron James has been like the head of it. Yeah. They really speak on social issues. And I'm seeing group chats that I was in where we were talking consistently about um, racism and how to be anti-racist. Now, I remember posting a link and then it was just got absolutely flooded by you know stuff about football so yeah i'm not of the opinion that if they go if all the players go back to playing in the nba that the issue will still be top of the agenda yeah. i think to be honest i think sky sports and and the, the british broadcast is actually doing a pretty good job of it but i feel like say lebron james kyrie irving um Giannis, all the top guys went and they said you know what we're not going to play until so-and-so is met. And I think that they have to actually direct this to the owners okay. of the NBA, of the, of the NBA franchises. So, for example, if LeBron said, look, Jeannie, Jeannie Buss, the owners of the Lakers, um, I'm not going to play until you go and you speak to your governor and you tell them that we need, um, you know, something material yes, to be... This, this it, and this it, to happen. Yeah. Yeah, this, this and this needs to happen. Um, in, 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 in Los Angeles before we get back on the court. And look, I think that that is better than just sitting out. And because I, from the statement I've read from Kyrie Irving, it doesn't actually have any concrete things from what they actually want to achieve from it. 100%. So I, I'm not yeah. a big fan of just, of just, just sitting out for the sake, for the sake, um, for the sake of it. 
but if you are going to sit out and yeah. you have some and you're going to lobby for me you have to lobby the owners because they're the richest people i mean they're all billionaires you can't yeah. you can't own the nba franchise and be a and not what? be a billionaire these are really influ- influential people so they need to go and be that influence in their communities and actually create change so once i i would I would personally be in support of Kyrie yeah. if, I've, if I've seen that, but I haven't seen that at the moment. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm with him. I'm with him in the sense that, that look, okay. I, th- I think that you guys hold a lot of power here saying that you're going to hold the league, especially when other um, leagues are coming back into business. Okay. And, and listen, like, I think you make a fair point. Um, typically with these kind of things, when it takes place and when it happens, it starts to lose its legs after a few weeks. So this has gone on now for what? Three weeks to a month? where there's consistently people out protesting, talking about change that needs to be done, people talking about it on social media, all that kind of stuff. Um, And that's great. And from that a little bit in terms of the media and the conversation. But what you need to remember, and just to challenge your point on speaking with the coaches and speaking with the owners and all that kind of stuff, for them, if the players don't play, they'll lose hundreds of millions of dollars because they bring them money and they're successful, they're good at what they do. So... Taking that in consideration, I feel like the owners would be like, yep, sure, we'll support you. But the most important thing to us is let's play and then let's then afterwards get things moving. And that's what I believe the best thing to do would be, and I think that's what LeBron's working behind the scenes on doing as the face of the NBA. I feel the NBA players should have a plan of what they want to try and achieve, similar to what you said. Play in the NBA season. In, in Disney World, like the plan is, um, finish out the season, but during it, have a plan of how they're going to try and get their message across whilst playing. So they're going to be shown mainstream all over TV, globally. If you use the opportunity now to highlight um, what's important to them and the change that needs to take place, one, it will be consistently kept in the media. So I don't think that, I don't think that will change. Um, and, and two, if the owners will be happy, so if the players now can agree with the owners that, yo, owners, we're going to come back and play, but we need your support on this, this, and this. You care about us. And I believe in the NBA, they make up, the black players make up about 80% of the league, which again is, is crazy. Um, so we make up 80% of the league. A lot of people that look just like us are suffering. And there's a lot of injustice taking place in America and across the globe. We need you to be behind us, support us, and when we get the message across to government and all the decision makers, you guys are there shouting from the rooftop saying that we are with them and we agree there needs to be changed. So for me, I believe they should play because again, like we know, athletes and human beings in general, they live paycheck to paycheck. So for a lot of these guys, they won't get paid if the season is cancelled. Um, have, have they budgeted for that? Are they prepared for that kind of thing? You don't want that situation to make that could create a bigger and even worse situation so um i think the decision has to be they play because of the financial repercussions um they, an agreement has to be made with the owners which i believe someone like lebron would work towards with the commissioner and the other star players and the players at every opportunity have to highlight the reason why they're playing and the reason why there needs to be change um, in America and a change across the globe. So that, that's my perspective, man. That's what I'm thinking. And talking about owners, I, obviously you've heard about Colin Kaepernick and him potentially 
step him back into the NFL, maybe, if he gets the opportunity. Um, owners were big, massively against the idea of him playing for their teams because of how they'd be affected financially. Um, and, of course, because he was kneeling. So, for those that don't know, Colin Kaepernick was a quarterback that was playing for the San Francisco 49ers. I forgot what happened in America, but something significant happened. And in his frustrations with all that was taking place. Well, he sat down the first time um, and then went on to kneel. And everyone in the NFL went crazy. Um, some people joined him. Owners were against it. The president, surprise, surprise, Trump was against it. Um, and um, essentially, when his contract was up, he never had an opportunity to play in the NFL ever again. So the commissioner has come out. Um, Goodell's come out saying, yo, we're sorry. We should have understood and accepted the reason why the players were doing this. And he said that any team that wants to sign him, he's ready to support and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, man, like, what are your thoughts? Do you think he should come back? Should he sit out? Like, what do you think? And I think what, what a lot of people should realise, I think that, um, you know, when, when people are kneeling when they go to protest, I think a lot of that is inspired from actually... And from Colin. Kaepernick kneeling, um, yeah. kneeling at the San Francisco 49ers in, in 2016. Um, yeah, so if I'm Colin Kaepernick, I'm not sure if I want to actually go back to the, NBA, uh, to the NFL. Yeah. I'm not sure because yeah. he's managed to do so much outside of that organization and he's managed to do so much um, for the movement. Yeah. And I, and I wonder if going back to the NFL, you know, going back to that establishment that kicked you away, that, that threw you away, I didn't want to be a part of you, but now that it's in fashion to be a supporter of Black Lives Matter, um, that they sh- want to have you back. In my in my head, that doesn't make sense. Like that's a bit of an oxymoron, right? Yeah, bro. Listen, uh, listen, I agree with you there, man. I agree with you there. But but if they wanna if they want to have him back, surely they have to do something that shows that they're okay. That's great. He can come. He can play. He can kneel. But surely the NFL and I know they've donated. I, I remember. I'm, I think I read about them donating about two hundred fifty million over a certain period to. Um, to the Black Lives Matter movement, black communities. Of, yeah, and all that, right, and and helping um, better the lives of black people. Which, I mean, two hundred fifty million is a lot of money, right? But I mean, the, the NFL can do more than just give money; they can do way more. Uh, again, the owners of NFL franchises they they have even more cheese than the NBA guys, right? Yeah. So, so I I feel like they 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 if they want to have him back, cool, have him back. And honestly, if Colin wants to play in the NFL again and earn some money and earn his 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 way, because I, I know for a fact that he definitely can't be earning the same level of money that he was when he was playing. Playing, yeah. So, so if if he wants to go back, go back. But I feel like you've done so much outside of the NFL. Mm. You've you've managed to achieve so much. You've brought the conversation to light. Mm. Going back. Do you need it? What, I mean, what, what matters? Actually, no, it's not a case of what matters more to you, but you have to think, what's would it damage powerful? your... What's more yeah, powerful? what's more powerful for you? Yeah. So, what, what, so you're, you're, you're in support of him not taking a job or going to the... I know the LA Chargers um, are giving him a, a tryout. So. Yeah, no, there's a few teams. So, so for me, I feel like he should... He, he knows what he needs to do. So for his own happiness and for his own life, if he feels he needs to play American football, then he goes back to play American football. Because, again, if you've worked your whole life to get to playing professional football, again, American football, um, and then all of a sudden it's taken away from you, if you have the opportunity to get it back again, and that's your dream and your goal and what you love the most, then I respect and understand why he would want to go back. At the same time, 
it probably would be more powerful if he doesn't make it into the league. And it's something that's written in history, bro, that, yo, Colin Kaepernick had the chance um, to play in the NFL and he turned it down. For me, he's done so well outside of the organisation. So stay out and continue. Or, or we are boss movies. Okay, let me hear it. Let me okay. hear it. Drum roll. You go to the LA Chargers. You go to the New England Patriots. You go, you get that tryout, right? You say, they, they admit you into their team and they're saying, yes, we'll absolutely have you. And then you're like, nah. Psych! I could be, I could be in the NFL, but look, I'm not doing it because I stand, stand with these people. I have morals and I, I'm not going to play in the NFL until they do some actual change and commit to fighting against police brutality and you know, against racism in general. I feel like that could be pretty, be powerful. pretty powerful. Swing low, sweet chariots. Mm. So for all mm. our rugby fans around there, um, around the globe. Mm. Mm. So it, we've actually found out some interesting stuff around, well, I mean, I've known this for a while now and, I, and I'm sure you've had some, some knowledge of this beforehand, but I think to the wider rugby community, we, it's now being really exposed around some of the racial undertone, racist undertones yeah. of the Swing Low, Sweet Chariot song. Um, it was actually about the history about when they first, first started singing it at Twickenham. Yeah, so I thought I'll start first with explaining the meaning behind the song. So it was sung as an expression of a desire to be released from slavery in the 1800s. So for me, that, that message alone is powerful. So it was sung by slaves who were essentially begging to be released. Then made its way, and then when the civil rights movement took place, that became the song that they were singing all the time. Um, and then, I guess it came over to the UK and it was song that was sung in rugby teams and sung by fans and that kind of stuff. And it really took off in the 1980s in England. Um, I didn't know what it meant until um, more recently. Well, I didn't do my research into it until more recently. Um, and when you find out the true meaning behind it, and to know that it was sung when people were oppressed and were suffering and um, in their darkest moments. And, and, it's, and when you know that there's a deep story behind it and everything that's happening in the UK and globally, man, when you're hearing about what's happening and the Black Lives Matter movement, you really do question what was the rationale behind the song being sung over here in the UK? Like, where has it come from? And I think the important thing here is that fans need to be told and explained to why the song, what the song means, where it came from, and the reason why potentially they should get rid of it. I think it's wrong um, to just say we're going to get rid of the tune because for a lot of fans, it doesn't make any sense to them. So have the conversation, educate people, and then once we've done the education, if people are like, yeah, we don't care, then fair enough, this kind of shows true colours. What yeah. we want is to educate people on why they shouldn't be singing it right yeah and if you tell some if you tell especially rugby fans because I'm, I'm a rugby fan and I've, I've i've gone to twickenham on several occasions right and we've seen the type of people that go there you know it's the upper yeah. middle class it's people who are quite well off um from across the world they, they call it posh yeah. um and those people um when you tell them don't do this They'll be, they'll get really defensive, and they'll be like, yeah. "Huh? Well, who are you? Who are you to tell me not to do something?" To but if we, if the rugby RFU union are actually serious about getting rid of this song, then I think you get a, you get a piece, and you talk about um, the, the history of the song, um, when it started, um, 
and then you actually really educate them and then that way when people start singing swing low other people want to look at them and be like what are you doing you do not know that that's a racist song yeah because i remember cash one of our boys from 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 saint george's was saying that he went to twickenham and he knew about the the history of the song before before we did or before i did anyway and he was saying he was like one irish guy was next to him and saying that uh, oh how come you're not singing and he was like no i'm i'm, I'm not seeing that because of xyz mm. and <clears throat> so in my opinion it has to be an educational piece mm. and that way it will actually hopefully you know we can actually get into the the psyche of these people and hopefully make them they, they can make their own decisions racist yeah, they can yeah but i mean yeah. I, I want them to actually not only not sing the song but think Oh, this is why this, this, is go, this is going on in the world mm. and make those people because I think there's actually a good a good way in to get those people to actually support um, yeah. the think cause as well it. Think because they, they may not have any reason to think about it and at the moment they might just think oh god these Black Lives Matter people they're yeah. here again they want to take away our fun blah, 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 blah. Yeah. When, when in, when real, in reality um, we can actually get them as supporters but yeah. for me as well I think there's a there's a lot more that the RFU can do to actually support black lives and get more black people into rugby across, yep. across um, the UK um, or, or in England. And I think, you know, investing into the inner city schools, getting more of those youths more into more involved in rugby, yep. paying schools that aren't um, public schools to create programs for rugby and, you know, essentially get, exposing people that haven't been exposed to rugby um, to it. So I feel like if they really want to make a change, this is a good starting point. If you look at the England team, this England team is the most diverse team that they've ever had. I looked at at this in comparison to the 2003 England World Cup winning team, and they only had Jason Robinson. Yeah. Um, While while this team has... You think that was deliberate? It has Carl Sinclair. It has Anthony Watson. Jonathan Joseph, and the list goes on and on. We're not going to say his name. Go on. No, no, I don't. I don't care to say his name. <laughs> um, there's another another second row there that we won't be talking about. But um, Afa, what's uh, what's it like having the Premier League back? I know it's good. It's good. Um, of course, for a while we've had Bundesliga, and we've been watching that Bayern Munich win the league again. So again, not not the most interesting thing, but. To have the players back, seeing my Arsenal lose again back to back, but yeah, I guess just seeing all the, the just the seeing the players and the quality of our league and 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 yeah, just the fact that it's constant, bro. Every three days, it, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I love it, bro. It is so good to have football back for me. Yep. Anyway, like, yep. I'm I'm just so excited. You know, seeing Pogba and Bruno you know, connect and that midfield was mm. magnificent. Mm. I mean, that partnership moving forward is going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun. Two quality players in our midfield, which we haven't had for a, for a minute, if we're going to be quite honest with you, since yeah. the days of Paul Skulls, man. So I'm, I'm so, actually, that's, that's a bit unfair on Carrick and, and the guys who come afterwards. But look, I know I'm so mean. excited to have Pogba because what, what Pogba can do is just, it's just no one else on our team can do it. And really, you saw there, just a little, just a little glimpse, just a little glimpse. Just a little bit. Just a little glimpse, bro, of, yeah. of what he could potentially do. And, you know, that penalty that he won for us was incredible. 
I thought that we were, I really deserve, I really thought we deserved to win it. I really thought Bro, we deserved you, to win it, if I'm, so, if I'm going to be honest. So, I'm, so for me, I've, I've watched that penalty over and over and over again. And maybe because I'm an Arsenal fan and I have a deep inside hate for Manchester United. So maybe that's the reason why I'm going to say what I'm about to say. But I found it hard to see where the foul was in the Pogba penalty. So what, I, what you want about? So there's this con, this contact, but it's the bare, bare minimum, and I, <laughs> and for that's me, that's not that's that's such rubbish. That's such rubbish because so, you can so even you, see it on his face. You can see it on his face. So maybe like, I need to watch it. Oh damn! I need to bro, watch it. The angles I've fun. seen, the angles I've seen, bro. I, listen, I've watched and I've watched. I'm like, you know, Afri, you're, you're being a dick. Like it's because you don't like these guys. That's the reason why you're saying maybe, but. I'm looking at it and I'm like, no, no, no. At what stage did Eric Dyer connect to have Pogba on the floor? And Pogba. I ain't, and Bro, I ain't Pogba. seen it. I you, ain't uh, seen that. I mean, so, let's be, let's be. Hey, listen, uh, but Pogba up is good. To, good to have you back. Um, I feel like your your fan base disrespects you a bit too much, but yeah, it's good. It's good to have you back. Bro. Paul Pogba absolutely ruined Eric Dyer. Yeah, no, no, but he had that. him do his like, He was dancing. Bro, he, got, dancing. he had him dancing, right? Dancing. And for me, it's so clear that it was a pen. I, I'm, I'm just so confused. Wait, wait, it was so clear? Yeah. Okay, bro, maybe, they, okay, they maybe even I went to, back and... You need to send me a different angle, bro. You need to send me bro, a different they angle. Have, bro, they... I'm, I'm, I'm watching it as we speak. Pogba's doing a nice little step overs, goes round. There we go. Oh, he sends it one way, he sends it back. <laughs> and then Dyer's just where Dyer's literally just vexed and he pushes him and okay, he like tries to shoulder barge him in the box. And you can't do that. Okay, you can't push. do okay. that. He knows that. And push. you know what? He's not even contesting too hard. He's not even contesting too hard because he knows that what he's done. Look, Pogba takes him one way, goes back, and he goes round him, and then he boom. He just pushes into him because and we know whenever a player puts his arms out like that. Mm. Knows that he, Guilty. He knows that he's done something. <laughs> he did wrong. that shit. <laughs> exactly. So for me, and I, I really that was there was no there's no really debate um around that. Yeah, I've seen listen, it on Twitter. No, 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 one, no one on Twitter. Has, no one has really debated. So for me, I thought Bruno. I didn't think Bruno had the best first half. It seemed to like he was doing a bit too much. He kept. It felt like he kept losing the ball. Um, his pass. Yeah, his passes weren't really connecting. Second half, he stepped it up. When Popper came on, the game changed a little bit as well. But. Look, when you're in a team when you're the only person who's creating anything, um, yes, you're going to give the ball away more than more than what? others. So, um, I, what, I, what, that so wait, wait, so that's where you give wayward passes. No, no, no. He, oh, I'm not saying, but he's gonna, he's gonna, he's because he's doing more. He's eventually he's he's going to give away more balls. It's it's just the way it is because he's taking more risks. Um, he's our player in our team that takes risks. He pushes the ball forward. Mm. Um, I, you know what? I didn't think the first half was a, was a, was an awful performance. I thought yeah. Roy Keane's a bit bit of an embarrassment for what he was saying. <laughs> I lo- loved it. I loved it. So, I, I'm sure you did love it, but yeah, I, I feel right. like you know, um, have a bit of respect, right? Because David de Gea made a mistake. I'll give I'll give you that. 100%, I told but, you he's had a fair share and, of mistakes, bro. Wait, hold on. He's made a mistake, and but to say he's the most overrated goalkeeper of all time, or or yeah, that, that he's ever bit, seen, that was, that was a bit over top. That's a joke. That's a joke because from 2000, I believe it was 2014 to probably even earlier, 2014 to like 2018, 
yeah. um, or so, he was probably, or 2017, around that, that period, he was, at least in at least two of those years, he was the best goalkeeper in the world, right? And yes, he's dipped. Um, and yes, he's made more mistakes over the past two seasons. But to say that he's the most, because no one's saying he's the world's best anymore. No one's saying that. I, I've, I've admitted that he's gone down a peg. But for him to say that he... A couple bits. And, and you know what? It's, it's, it's so annoying because Roy Keane is someone that all United fans have such respect for. Yeah. But for him to just say that on... And, you know, I, Sky Sports are so clever because they put Patrice, Patrice Evra on the other side of him, right? Yeah, yeah. And they know that Evra is going to... Uh, he's going to be the banter king. He's going to be saying, I love Paul. Or, <laughs> right? Um, but... <laughs> And he, he, he and you know, you can see Roy Keane is clenching his face, and yeah. then Patrick never say something, and then he, he, you can see that he's tr- he's trying to stop himself from laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't, he can't help himself. So, look, I, I, I think Roy Keane again is one of the, the the greatest players to play for United, but on that case, my God, he was definitely wrong. We have to move on to the eighty million pound signing, Maguire. So, Jeremy, what happened there? That the, the <laughs> <laughs> I read on the TL, TL this week that Maguire runs like he's carrying um, 30 kg luggage and <laughs> luggage. <laughs> oh. So, you I, know, I know what? What, what, happened there, what happened there, man? Because you know what? I've I, 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 I'm not like I'm not like most United fans who mm. love to just um. Actually, no, I'm not going to say most. I actually, I actually think compared to other clubs like yours, um, the minority are actually the ones that like to be a bit irrational and go out there and start casting their players. Yeah. Um, I, have, I haven't seen enough from Maguire to really come to the conclusion that he's a, a, an awful defender and no, that he's, he's a waste awful. of money. He's, he's, not an, he's, he's not, because we, we've seen him not defend awful. well for Leicester. Uh, we've seen him put in good performances for, for England. So... Do I do I think he has a lot to work on? So I I, I look at him and I think John Terry. I feel I look at him. <laughs> no, no, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. What I'm saying is John Terry was not a pace a pacey player. He had zero pace, right? Mm. Um, when you look when you look at Van Dyke, you think Rio Ferdinand because pace can play on the ball, go, mm. can go forward, can attack, can put a pass in. Um, a fantastic defender, just just an, a football player who can defend. Yeah. Um, and then when, when I think of when I think of Maguire, I think a bit more of John Terry, whose game really isn't um, the one thing that John Ter- that Harry Maguire probably does better than John Terry is that he put some surging runs from defence, and he did that a few times in the game that we saw um, yesterday. He puts he can he drives the ball forward, um, but one thing that John Terry is a king of is positioning, and Maguire. he's aware. And sensing and sensing the and sensing the danger. And that's the thing that he needs to develop. He needs to develop that positioning I, I, and that I awareness. Okay, I, I think it's. I think that's a tough thing to develop. At that age, how old, you, how old is Maguire? Do you know how old he is? He's. I think he's uh, twenty-seven now. Maguire's twenty-seven, right? Bloody hell. Uh, uh, Jay, mean, he's, <laughs> he's getting on a bit. He's getting <laughs> none of it. So look, I've I've seen I've seen players develop um develop once they have like a, a good partner behind him. But he the, the the annoying thing is that he was meant to be that person that was he was meant to be our Van Dyke. He was and meant to be our Van Dyke. And I think that's and the problem. Not. And he's that, not. 
so yeah, look, I'm I'm actually in. Uh, I'm not happy because I always want to win, and as a, as a United fan, but I'm also not looking at optimistic. at this lens from mm. um tw- 2012 United or 2011 mm. and 10 or nine United. I'm I'm looking at this from a um, a United that's in the, had the longest bloody ass rebuilding session, and we're we're trying to get back into back into you know some sort of contention. And I think this this summer is going to be a, be a big a big summer for us. I mean, we've been saying that for the past I however many seasons. But yeah. please, I, I hope it is. But look, I mean, yeah. Well, not me and you both because I, I don't think you should ever say that Arsenal United. I had it. I had it. Your kind of head or same same conversation at the moment because yeah. you guys yeah. are awful, Jeremy. My gosh, you, you know, you know what's what's the sad thing about it all is the it's the excitement, is the belief. That Arsenal give you sometimes that you might actually do something, and I think for me, I genuinely believe. Wait, 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 wait. Who gave you belief? What, what, what did you believe coming into this? I, I honestly, I believed. Lockdown? I believed with everyone, all our players coming back. Um, I thought we might do something because we were what six point. We were five points behind fifth place. I want to say it was five points behind fifth right. place. Right. I genuinely believed that we might actually do something. So. Um, yeah, man. No, so six points. So for me, just to know that we've had Jack. Well, Jack is injured, and he's probably our most important midfielder. Um, then Pablo Mari got injured. Who I'm, I'm assuming Arteta saw something in him to play him beside Mustafi, who's again improved since Arteta came. Both of those guys are injured, um, and then in the game against Brighton, Leno gets injured. And for me, again, we'll talk on that game after, but. For me, I found that injury so unnecessary and very frustrating. So, going to the Man City game now, David Lu- or David Lewis, as I'm calling him. From <laughs> well, I love that David uh, Lewis. He picked that game. He irritated me, and I think I was one of those guys where I knew David Lewis, that David Lewis wasn't good enough, but he had had good moments, and I thought, you know, if we have good possession, he we can use him. He'll be useful. But a game, a team like Man City, where they're going to have most of the ball and you need to have concentration and be on your game and be on the ball. David Lewis wasn't on the ball. And that first goal, from that Raheem Sterling goal, every time I watch it, I just get angry. I just get angry every single time. I don't know how the ball comes towards you. You, Someone that's played for 15 years at the highest level doesn't think to put their body in the right position to try and control it. Instead, he takes the lazy route out and sticks his body at it instead of actually putting his whole body behind it it hits him hits his leg and then goes over his head and then Sterling's clean through for me that's the kind of mistake a 17 year old kid would make if they're playing for the first time for Arsenal and when someone like that and then this guy's taking 150k a week Jeremy (laughs) 100 he's taking 100 and something a week that pisses me off Afo look I'm angry bro I'm 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 not one for really blaming players because you buy players, you you know, the manager knows what that player is like. They know what his, his ability and what his downfalls are. So for me, the signing of David Lewis mm. made no sense. It made zero sense to me. Yeah. I, I, I literally, Arsenal fans were saying, oh, wow, we got David, 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 Bro, David it was Lewis. It the vision of the passing, just, possession, we're right. thinking... Possession, we're gonna dominate possession with David Lewis. Wait, see, that's that's the that's what I don't understand is that 
We yeah. know what Arsenal's weakness is. We, we've known this for so yeah, long. Mistake that you have things. the yeah. shakiest defence out of all the top teams. Yeah. You have the worst. I mean, you probably have the worst in the, compared to the top seven teams. So, for me, you should be focusing on getting a rock-solid defender instead of a defender that can play out the back. So, you know, the whole signing of David Luiz never made sense to me. And when I heard that you guys want to get Thiago Silva as well from PSG, I was like, what? You guys want to so, go and ruin... So I don't, I don't just, just, like, just like, do you remember when you got when you're going to go get Lichtensteiner from uh, Juventus? Uh, one, one, one amazing defender who had passed it and he became probably one of the worst players that Arsenal have ever signed. I you guys sorry, are going to do that to, to Thiago Silva. So please, Thiago, do not go to them and you guys leave him alone. Let him end his career in PSG. He doesn't need that Arsenal... Um, juju on that in his life, bro. I think someone has banged judge. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I think someone has banged judge because, again, on the injuries that we concede and and everything that's going on, for me, it's just uh, I, I just don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't know how things change. But like I said, David Lewis was responsible for two of those goals. Maybe he's a good professional in the changing room and all that kind of stuff. But you can't have someone like him making the mistake that he made against Man City being a leader for young kids. How can you be the leader for the young kids coming through? God. Yeah, I, I understand that. But so unfortunately, it, I, I understand it's irritating me. I'm not! Arsenal, you've officially broken my heart for this season. And you won't have my emotions and my care for the rest of the season in terms of games. So I'll be watching every game. But if we, if we score, I'll just be... I was sitting there like that. Like I'm, I'm not going to be fussed. But yeah, let's, let's let's move on. Obviously, there was other games, but um, big results um, with the Sheffield United Newcastle game. Newcastle needed, really needed a win, um, trying to avoid getting relegated. Bro, they won three 0 man. That was crazy. That was crazy. Yeah, no, I was watching it. I mean, they. I, I feel like the red card helped helped them out a lot. But yeah. I feel like they were always in the ascendancy. If I'm quite honest. Yeah. Um, yeah Newcastle under. Under my boy Steve Bruce, um, he's he's done a good job, man. Liverpool having a little bit of a wobble. I would love to see them lose a few more games. That way, uh, just so they can sweat a little bit. So yeah, just so just so I can get, just like I can see Vera sweating. That's all I want. I want to see Vera sweating a little bit more, right? Um, Because you know today he was a bit quiet after that nil nil. Mm. Uh, He didn't have much to say, did he? No, he didn't have much to say at all. Uh, So Vera is our local Liverpool fan. Mm. He's an absolute bastard, but mm. um, like <laughs> but like yeah, it's it's um it's lovely to have the prem back. It's lovely to have the prem back. Yeah, Jez, I've got a few questions for you. Anyway, how many saves do you think Bird Leno has had to make this season for Arsenal in the Premier League? You'd have to have made of like seventy or so. No, 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 no. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Uh, ooh, eighty-six. Keep going. <laughs> 105? Like, what are we doing here? Jeremy, 113. So he's second on the list in terms wow. of the number of saves he's had to make for Arsenal this season. So he's second to the Newcastle goalkeeper. Where do you think your beloved De Gea is? How many, how many saves has he made? In terms of saves? Mm. Oh, that, that, David sometimes has to put in a work. Mm. Um, I reckon he's made... If Edison and them are made 50, 50, uh, let's say, let's say 70. Close, 78. 
Okay. Yeah, Jeremy, it's been a pleasure. Our first ever one. It's been fun. I've enjoyed it. I yeah, bro. We, my drink. We, have, we have some nice convos. We have some nice convos. I reckon, um, you know what? I think it'd be really good to hear from the people out there. Um, yep. Let us know yep. in the comments what you, what you think about the podcast, what you would like to hear from us, what you want us to talk about. Um, if you've got any nice quizzes or questions you want us to go through, you know what? Post them, email them, email them to us. Um, what's the email? So tsappodcast at gmail.com. So that'll be available on the Instagram. It'll be available um, well, pretty much everywhere. But yeah, it'll be active and it'll be available. Drop us a line. We'll respond back to you. And we laugh. We laugh. Welcome yeah, to the baby. party, guys. Welcome to the party. See you guys later. See you next week, Afro. Have a blessed one, bro. You too, bro. So. I'm a different type of rock star. I've got class and i got Henny overflowing up my shot glass. And yeah, I know I'm not a keeper. But can you be my mama's seater by the time I'm done with this tequila? Because I'm a different type of rock star. I've got class. But don't ask about my past because I've got scars. And yeah, it's hard to understand. I'm trying to be the man. But it's never quite as easy as the plan.